Hello, and welcome to EdTech Confessions. Sometimes we're embarrassed to admit we don't know how to do something. That's what EdTech Confessions is all about, asking questions and exploring answers. We're here to help. Welcome to the show. We're your hosts. I'm Ann Cosma. I'm Kelly Martin. And I'm Cynthia Nixon. On this episode, we're talking about all the things that save our sanity. You can find our resources at bit.ly slash edtechconfessions. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash edtechconfessions. You guys, we have a very special treat for all of our listeners today. We have our very first on-air guest. Woo! Hey. Yes, this gal is one of a kind, and we are so excited to have her on our podcast today. We want to give a big EdTech Confessions welcome to the one, the only EdTech Ari! Thank you for joining us today, Ari. Of course, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Now, mental health is a topic that our guest is very passionate about. Ari, we know you have some epic tips and tricks, so time to spill the beans. What is the go-to stuff that you use to save your sanity? So first and foremost, it's not even an app. It's just knowledge that I have gained and that I'm so happy and so excited to share with the masses. It's just the difference between a to-do list and a list of reminders. Because Mm. I found Mm. myself so often putting both things on the same list. And because of that, it made my list look ridiculously long, which meant the amount of things I thought I had to do seems just insurmountable. So by separating the two, it made it so much easier to actually get stuff done because, you know, my to-do list was a million miles long and I didn't always need certain things to be on my to-do list at certain times. Like I don't need to remember to empty the dishwasher when I'm at work, but it was all on the same list. So it made Mm. it seem really ridiculous. So what I ended up doing is, of course, you know, being a Google fangirl, I went to <laughs> the tools that I know and love. And now I use Tasks, which if you're not using Google Tasks, totally need to do it. It's amazing. It's a private to-do list just to, for you. It integrates with your calendar. It integrates with your email. It integrates with Google Docs and Sheets and Slides and all the, the things, right? <laughs> and that is just for you. Those are things you can set them tasked for specific dates, specific times. It's awesome versus reminders that I use via, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say it because I don't want to like make everybody's phone start reacting, but you know, the, the okay (laughs) blank, you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) You know, Yeah. yeah. But when I tell it, like, remind me to blah, blah, blah at such and such. And then it does. Or remind me when I get to Target to buy toilet paper. It does. And just the fact that I've been able to separate those two things has made my task list so much more manageable and has actually helped me remember things when or where I need them. It's a really good tip. Yeah, and I know I'm not using tasks really at all and I need to start. And I think you've encouraged me to kind of try to separate my task list from my reminders because they are two separate things. That's a really good strategy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a great filter for perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And don't worry, even though it's a Google thing, it's available on Android and iOS. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got, Ari? What's another tip or trick you got? One of the other things that I absolutely positively love is do not disturb. So I have a Google Pixel 3. So the way I use do not disturb is going to be different than other phone users. 
But one of the things I absolutely love is there's just this feature where if my phone is screened down on a surface, do not disturb automatically kicks in. Oh, so no, no calls, no texts, no notifications. I even have my do not disturb set to turn on every day at eight o'clock. So that way I stop getting all of that stuff so I can actually wind down and get prepared for sleeping. And I really, really like it just because like I set it up once when I got the phone and now it's just a part of the way I exist digitally with my phone. And I can still be on my phone and like surfing the web or doing whatever I need to do. But once do not disturb kicks in at night, I don't have to worry about things distracting me because I found that digital distraction 100% it's real it'll make the task of sending an email that should be 10 minutes more like 20 because I get distracted by Mm -hmm. you know Facebook or YouTube or whatever and that's been really helpful with the work-life balance and just making sure I'm I'm more efficient with my time so that way I can spend my time doing things I want to do I love that. And, you know, I, I have um, iPhone, so I'm iOS, and it doesn't have the cool screen down thing. That's kind of amazing. But I can set a routine, so I could set it to turn on at a certain time at night and then turn off at a certain time in the morning, which is really handy. Yep, so those are my those are my top two tips. Very cool. We love those tips. Hey, Kelly, what about you? What are some things that you are doing to save your sanity? So one thing I started doing or tried last week for the first time was actually using um, the boomerang extension on Gmail to pause my inbox. Same more things. Yes. So like Ari was saying, digital distraction is real. It totally is real. And when I don't, when I have a task I don't really want to do, I find myself watching to see if I get an email (laughs) that I can respond to rather than completing the task at hand. So by pausing my inbox, nothing new comes in and I know that nothing is going to come in and it allows me to just stay more focused. And what's cool also is that with the pause feature, you can set up um, an email to be sent out to anybody who emails you just an auto respond that says my inbox is paused. Um, It may take me a little longer to respond, which I thought was neat, but knowing that I'm just going to turn it on and off manually. I didn't use that, but I Mm -hmm. thought this was so cool. And it really did encourage me to just get that boring task done. So it was a, it was an interesting one. I already shared it with some um, of my coworkers and we are transitioning to Gmail this summer and they are very excited that 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 would be really useful. It is really useful. (laughs) I think too, like that helps shift the culture of email because At first, it was like, oh, my gosh, you can do it now, and it's great, and you can have it on your phone and all these things. But then it set a very interesting and probably not so good precedent of, well, it's on your phone. Can't you do it right now? Why didn't you get Mm -hmm. back to me? It's like, absolutely. no, like, I have other things to do other than answer your email right now. Like, I promise I'll get to you. That's my job. But sorry, not sorry. And and that's one of the things, too, Ari, for me, I realized, I think, in November – um, over our Thanksgiving break, which was, we have a full week off in November, that I was reading work emails when I was off and getting really frustrated and frankly, a little bit angry because I didn't like what I was reading or I knew I was going to have to respond. And at that point, I realized I needed to just take my work email off of my phone, that my work hours are pretty set and I don't have my work email on my phone where I can easily check it. Can I turn it on quickly if I need to? Yes, I do when I feel like 
Um, I may be getting behind, but I've actually really found that it's lowered my stress level at home. And Mm. I think that's really improved that work-life balance for me. And it was just really important to me to make sure that I was focusing on what was important. And at that time at Thanksgiving, it was my family and spending time with my kids and my husband and my extended family and work didn't really matter. And everything can wait is my thought on removing it. And the other thing that I did, I did this initially when I set up my phone and I know they don't bother Anne. But Cynthia, I know they bother oh, her just as no. much as they bother me, is I turned off almost every badge on my phone because I find if there's a badge, I have to clear it. Uh-huh, I have uh-huh. to make it disappear. Yep. And so I have, I think Twitter is the only app that has badges on my phone. And even that now and then I'll turn that one off as well because I find myself being hyper-focused on my phone and clearing those badges rather than being present in the moment. So those are things Mm -hmm. that have really helped me with just staying a little bit more balanced. That's good. I need to do that because I'm so bad. Like we went in, I don't know what we were doing. We went and did something and I came back to my phone and I was with the family. I think we were, I don't know, date night and we were with a group of friends and we're in the car going from one place to the next. And I looked down and I had all these badges and what did I do? I sat there and cleared them instead of talking in the conversation and it's bad. I need to just turn them off. You should just turn them off. And frankly, (laughs) you'll feel better. That's what I really realized is like not having them and or turning my phone and going, well, nothing I can see. And so it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. It's a yeah. really, it's a good thing to turn off. If it, if you're like Anne and it doesn't bother you, more power to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, so, it's not the badges, it's the push notifications. So I've gone through and turned off push oh. notifications on oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. I do not care, like, what has been posted on Mercari. Like, no. I don't even know yeah. what that is. I don't either. That'll be another episode. Uh, so I really don't even care. <laughs> I don't either. Oh. oh, goodness. All right, Anne, what saves your sanity? All right. Well, no surprise here, friends. I'm approaching this whole saving your sanity topic with an every click matters mentality. Yes. Right? Um, I live by a timer. I like in so many things. This helps me in so many ways. It did when I was in the classroom. I would use a timer all the time with my young scholars to give them time parameters for completing tasks or how much time until X, Y, or Z. But now it helps me with my own workflow. When I'm trying to get to all the things, sometimes I can get lost in all the things. (laughs) So I'll set a timer. There's a really cool long press feature on iOS. That's like a shortcut to your timer tool. Um, and I literally set timers for myself when I f- want to focus on a task for X amount of time and then just try and stick to that. And it really has helped me speed up my own like time on task or workflow. Um, so that's just one little thing. But another trick, you ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Tell um, us. So this is a time saving trick <laughs> to save my sanity. I use speech to text all the time. All right. I use it all the time and it sort of started for me not only because California is a hands-free state, so we're not supposed to be texting when we're driving, et cetera, things like that. And I have Apple CarPlay in my car, so I don't, I don't, I'm not touching my phone anyways while I'm in the car. But with Apple CarPlay, I started doing speech to text all the time for responding to a text message or something. Um, And I do it even when I'm tweeting now. Like I'll push that little microphone button and I'll tweet 
by using speech to text. And I'm pretty fast at texting, but I can certainly say things like dot, 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 and OMG exclamation point. (laughs) 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 So it's one way that I have sped up a simple task. Um, And like, and it's not to get to more, it's just something like those little hacks that help me save my sanity, you know? I love speech to text so that way people don't know what a horrible speller I am. <laughs> that's a great I'm, trick. I, mean, yeah. although I guess you'll know now, but I mean, that's okay. <laughs> well, you know how sometimes when people are doing it, they will speak slower and enunciate. Like I can speak at a normal pace and it just picks it up that much quicker. So just fun little hacks that really have shifted a few things for me. I like that. Those are yeah. awesome. Well, Cynthia, what about you? What's going on? What? How do you save your sanity? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me is my Apple Watch. And it doesn't have to be an Apple Watch. It can be any sort of wrist notification. And for me, it enables me. It's funny because it, it, it makes me feel freer, yet making me more connected. And let me explain that. <laughs> because <laughs> I can put my phone down and walk away from it. And yet I know if someone's really needing me, and I get a text message or a phone call, I'm going to know because whatever device, in this case, my Apple Watch, is going to tell me. So I'm not as tempted to pick up my phone and check the email or look for the badges or flip open Twitter or Instagram or whatever because my phone is in another room. But I'm also not worried about missing a call. So I can rest in the confidence of, I know if someone is really trying to get a hold of me, they can, but I'm not as out of reach, you know, going to grab for the digital distraction. So that's the biggest thing. And plus at work, everything is in my calendar. All the things, if it's going to get done, it goes in the calendar. And then I get those notifications right on my hand and I'm able to be like, oh, this I'm supposed to be sending that email right now or oh, I'm supposed to be with so-and-so right now. So that saves my life, just having those notifications right on my wrist. And it could be a Fitbit. It could be, you know, I know Google has a, 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 a watch that does it, I think, or, you know, there's a, plenty of them out there these days in all the smartwatches that will tell you things. So that's my big thing. Another one is really huge, and that is using Dashlane, which is my password manager. Now, there's a lot of other ones out there. Other ones that I can recommend are LastPass. One Password is another good one. But basically, it's a place to store all the passwords. And please, please, if you're storing them, like... In your notes app on your phone, just don't tell me and I'll pretend I don't know. Just don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do it. Laptop. Oh, no. I don't do that, but no. I've seen it. Don't, don't <laughs> on the bottom of the keyboard. No, that's not a thing. Don't. Shh, don't say it. Um, <laughs> no, use a password manager. So basically, for the way Dashlane works in most of them, is you memorize one really well done, really strong password. And then all the other passwords are like, and like mine, there's no way I could remember them. They're all nonsensical. They're like 18 characters long and they're all like super secure, but I don't have to remember them. I just go into Dashlane and say, boom, this one. And it puts it in and logs me in and I don't have to worry about it. So everything is really safe and secure and I only have to remember one password. So that's, that's what I would recommend. So again, I use Dashlane, but LastPass is great and 1Password is great, but it just kind of helps maintain my sanity as far as when I'm trying to log into all the things. Um, yeah. So g- get those passwords out of your notes app and put them somewhere secure. <laughs> so that's my, <laughs> that's my little tidbit there for you. <laughs> well, these are some great confessions and really cool tips and tricks to help not only us, but everybody save 
our sanity. So we just want to say to the one and only EdTech Ari, thank you for being our first ever EdTech Confessions guest podcaster. So to have you on here tonight. So happy to be here. I love y'all. You're amazing. And I think this is a, such a fun podcast because we all have like little holes or things we don't know. And it's so nice to be able to have a community where we can talk about those things and learn. So thank you so much for making me a part of it. And that's what it's all about, asking questions and exploring answers. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to EdTech Confessions. These ladies have some awesome shows coming up and they'd love to hear from you. So reach out if you have any questions and hey, what will you confess? Don't forget to check out our resources at bit.ly slash edtechconfessions.